Hello and welcome to the Society Showcase from the Exeter University Podcast Society. In a moment I'll be talking to Kat and Eliana from the LGBTQ plus and feminist societies, but before we do that I just want to let you know about the events that Podcast Society has on during Freshers Week. On the Monday and the Friday we have a meet and greet where you can come and chat to the committee and get to know some of the other people who'll be coming along to the Society this year. And on the Wednesday, we have a workshop, which is an introduction to making podcasts, like the one you're listening to right now. But without further ado, today we are talking to Kat and Eliana. Kat is the president of the LGBTQ Plus Society, and Eliana is the social secretary for the Feminist Society. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hi. Good, thank you. (laughs) How's your lockdown been going? Yeah, it's been good. Um, Haven't really been doing that much. A lot of watching Netflix, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely the same. <laughs> Not really been doing much. <laughs> Just films and stuff. We're coming up to the beginning of term, uh, and that's probably ongoing when people are listening to this. So for your societies, starting with Eliana, what does feminist society do? Generally, we we kind of say our, our aim is just to spread the feminist message on campus, but it's like, obviously, what does that really mean? I think it probably means different things to different people in the committee, but for me, it kind of means that it's really spreading the message that feminism, like the whole point is that it's supposed to be inclusive. It's not meant to be this kind of special club that like only some people can join. It's like, we just want to raise awareness of all these issues that actually affect everyone. And therefore, obviously, how could, how could it like be exclusive otherwise, because these things affect everyone. So, but we like try to do that in like a really fun an engaging way through discussion groups and socials and things. Awesome. And what does LGBTQ plus society do? It's mostly a social society, to be honest. That's what a lot of people come to it for, um, is for our socials um, and getting to know people. Um, I mean, all of our committee, we all met, most of us met in freshers of last year. Um, we're all second years and a lot of us are living together. Um, but it's also about creating safe spaces for LGBTQ plus students at the university. And we do also have like a campaigns and courses officer. Um, so we do do some events which are about promoting LGBTQ plus rights. And yeah, a lot of creating safe spaces and just giving LGBTQ plus students somewhere they can go and meet other people. Brilliant. So in the kind of typical week of of each of your societies, what what kind of events can people typically expect throughout the year? It changes quite a lot because it's mostly socials. Um, so we tend to put out a lot of polls to us, our members as well, to find out what they actually want to do. We do normally would do quite a lot of pub crawls and going out as we do that every couple of weeks because that's very popular. But we do have a book club as well, which we're starting around now, actually. We'll have, we've got a session of that in Freshers for anyone um, who wants to kind of have a taster of it. I'm trying to start some socials for people on the asexual spectrum. And we also have a specific cafe for trans students, um, which is also run by the LGBT staff network. But yeah, it's a, it changes a lot because it is mostly socials, but we've got a lot of stuff going on. And what happens with feminist society on a on a typical week throughout the year? So, uh, as I've said, we we kind of we're almost the other way around that we focus on campaigns and then we also have socials. So on a kind of typical week, we, we generally have a discussion group every week, which is also something that we are kind of starting 
now starting during lockdown we're doing an online format of that and then we'll have one of those in freshers to kind of introduce the freshers to the format of, of our discussion groups where we'll just discuss a certain topic that will be related to feminism for example one we've done in the past was feminism and capitalism and the, I think it was about the fashion industry and those are just like really casual discussion groups then obviously we will we do have things like socials which will be like pub quizzes and even even kind of feminist club nights is something that I'm hoping to try and bring to the society but obviously we'll see if we're allowed to do that <laughs> at some point in the year <laughs> so what's the membership fee for each of these societies so uh it sounds like people are getting a lot of opportunities out of it but how much how much does that cost because i know there's some tricky business at the moment with how stuff is costing an amount for term one and then a different amount for terms two and three with the lockdown yeah so we've had a look at our membership fees our membership fees generally pretty cheap anyway um especially compared to other societies so for term one it will be a, a maximum if it's if we're having normal socials and everything in person it will be three pounds um and then it kind of it goes down so if we're having some online some in person it'll probably be two pounds and then if we're having all online events it'll just be a pound to join for term one so we're exactly the same in that it's usually is is very cheap and affordable just because of the nature of our events that we we are campaign focused. It has been three fifty for I think the year. Uh, it was three fifty, but we we're not kind of certain yet. But we've talked about changing that for for the exact same reason as Kat just said because obviously, if things are going to be online, then uh, people aren't going to necessarily have to to pay as much. We don't we don't as a society need to fund as much big events if they're just online so we're kind of still looking at that at possibly changing that but yeah each of your societies has a focus on campaigns to some extent what campaigns have you guys run in the past in your societies and kind of have you seen much change come about from those have they been successful I don't think we really ran much last year um we have some events that I think are more yearly events so we did a vigil for Trans Remembrance Day which I went to that was really I think it was a really good event and hopefully we'll run that again this year. So we just kind of talked about people who have been attacked for their gender identity. Um, and I think that was that was a really moving event for me. I think that did, it had a really positive impact for the people who came um, in terms of just being able to recognise that slut issue and something that we need to talk about. But we don't, we don't tend to run as many long-term campaigns, I think, as FemSoc does. But... Um, Yes, Eliane, you want to talk about that, so. <laughs> we have two campaign secretaries or campaign officers because obviously it is our big thing. So last year, I know that big campaign was on sex and sexuality. I mean, obviously that still is a very broad topic. So the kind of subcategories of that were raising awareness of sexual conditions that people don't tend to know so much about, either just because there hasn't been the research done on them or because of the stigma attached to them, people don't want to talk about them or both. And usually it's a combination of both yeah that was that was a really good one it, it was raising awareness on like I said sexual conditions but also different feelings I guess people people have towards sexuality and uh, all the things that that covers so that was a big one <laughs> yeah we actually um do something similar where we tend to run a sex education workshop normally towards the start of the year although it might be a bit later this year we're still talking about how we're going to do it this year but yeah we just think that you know, people don't really get enough sex education and that includes LGBTQ plus sex education in schools. So we do tend to run um, at least one session so that 
people do have that education in case there's gaps in what they need to know in terms of keeping themselves safe and healthy. I've seen ripples of the effects of particularly the FEMSOC campaigns. One of the things that was happening last year was there were sanitary products being put in the unisex bathrooms and things like that. And I certainly heard from a lot of people who even didn't go to FEMSOC that that was like very appreciated for them. Yeah, so that was kind of linked to, to our sex and sexuality campaign, as well as there was a big campaign on period poverty last year, which will be continued into this year because of the fact that it's absolutely not right that people should have to suffer because they can't either afford sanitary products or they just don't have access to them for whatever reason. You know, there's all sorts of reasons. Um, and so that was a big thing was was uh, collecting products to put in the yeah the unisex toilets. But I think that's, that's also going to be continuing into this year. And we're hopefully, I think, getting them just put in all bathrooms, I think. And the university have actually agreed to fund that and, um, and, and help with that. So it's not just students doing it because obviously, like, it's, something that I definitely believe the university should be taking responsibility for. That's fantastic. So uh, both of you are on these committees, I believe, for the first time for, for each of you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what what prompted you to want to join these committees? What made you want to kind of take a role in running these societies? For me, I think it was just that, um, I mean, I, I went to quite... Uh, I don't want to say a homophobic school, but my school is not very inclusive to... Um, to people who to LGBTQ plus students they were just unaware of their existence a lot of the time and so I think that coming to uni having that community from joining the LGBT society um really helped me and it it, I've just made so so many good friends from the society I'm living with people I met through the society and I just wanted I thought that it was just such a good opportunity to get involved with the committee and to be able to help incoming freshers to do the same and to keep supporting their LGBTQ plus students within the university to just kind of like give back the experience that I had from it. So I'm a bit different in that I didn't actually join and get involved with FEMSOC until second term. Um, So I had always wanted to be on a kind of committee position anyway. I just didn't know what kind of position or what kind of society. But then actually when FEMSOC announced that they were doing their elections, I thought, oh, that's perfect for me. Um, I love the idea of social secretary, especially because I, I like the socials I had been to were were amazing and I really enjoyed them. And I just like organising things, really. So um, I, I'm that type of person. I love organising parties and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Social secretary, I'll be able to do what I want. Um, and also, obviously, through that, then spread the message of something I'm really passionate about. As a social secretary, how have you found planning with coronavirus? <laughs> Well, yeah, not going to lie. Uh, it's been a bit of a challenge. Obviously, we've, we're planning Freshers' Week at the moment. And so at first, I was quite scared, I won't lie, about how, how do you plan Freshers' events that are possibly going to be entirely online? I mean, at the moment, that's all we've planned, really, is, is online events, because up until recently, I think that's all we were told was to only plan online events until the Guild kind of decide what they can do with that. So it was very scary. Uh, obviously, we've managed. I- I've managed as as with the input and the help of my committee, and even talking to other societies and what they're doing. Um, you know, it- it's not been easy, but it's something that we've obviously had to adapt to, as like pretty much the entire world has had to adapt to different things like that. So, how about you, Kat? How's LGBTQ plus society adapted? Um, yeah, it's been a bit difficult because, as I said, we do a lot of socials. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of 
why people join is to meet people and I think it is just that bit harder when you can't actually meet them in person Mm. um but I think that we've had a real think about what how we can adapt socials that we've done before to online to make them online and how we can come up with new ideas um for online socials because as Aliana said at the moment um we're just doing online socials although we are keeping an eye out about information about possibly Mm. doing an in-person social um in freshers as there is an opportunity to do that hopefully but yeah it's just kind of thinking about what we've enjoyed doing when we've been in lockdown in terms of keep uh, keeping sociable keeping talking to people and um hopefully we have some good freshers socials that will let people um get talking to each other even if it's not actually in person and if people want to find out about the fresher socials that each of your societies are running, where should they go online to find out about that stuff? Everything is on the Guild page, so you can go find ours. Ours is actually, it's LGBTQ plus society, but if you go onto the society's page, it's also just slash pride sock, which is easy to remember. Um, but we also have a ton of social media accounts where you can find out loads of information. Um, our Discord server is really active at the moment. We've got loads of people coming into that um, every day. We're having new members on there. So especially freshers, if you're looking to meet other freshers before any of our socials or just in general, um, you can find the link to that on our Guild page or on our Facebook pages and our Instagram. I think we're setting up a Twitter as well. So look out for that. But yes, nice, we're nice and easy to find just LGBTQ plus society. We're also very active on social media. I'd say the biggest uh, platforms that we are active on is Facebook and Instagram. So uh, we're Exeter Femsock on Facebook and on Instagram we are at Exeter underscore Femsock. We post about all of our upcoming events, whether those are campaigns or socials uh, on there. There's, you know, there's posts currently about our freshers events and even events that we're doing pre-freshers. So um, definitely all the information will be on there, including obviously closest to the time uh, links and platforms and to online events, especially information about also how to join private groups so that you can kind of get the details that we can't put in public. <laughs> yeah, I should just say we we also have a private Facebook group for anyone who isn't out or um, doesn't want to publicly be out. Um, you can find information about how to join that on our Facebook page. So um, that's we post everything that we post on our normal Facebook page in there. Um, but it just means that you don't have to publicly join um, if you are uh, uncomfortable with people being able to see that. That's fantastic. Do you guys have any recommendations of podcasts people could listen to related to your societies? Yeah, so I got this recommendation actually from one of our committee. Her name is Chalise and she is one of our campaigns officers and um she's recommended a podcast called sold in america that she said is about the sex trade in america and is about um sex trafficking and prostitution so obviously a little bit of a heavy subject but she said it was really interesting and informative so if you feel like you want to learn something about a topic that you might not know much about then um yeah it's called sold in america uh, yeah, I've been listening to Out with Susie Ruffle. I just love Susie Ruffle. I always listen to her stand up. So um, yeah, it's I, it's really it's really good. I've listened to a couple of episodes, but I'm planning on listening to the rest of that before the end of lockdown. But yeah, it's pretty pretty wholesome content, and um, yeah, just very interesting. Thank you very much. Those are two fantastic recommendations from two very important societies. 
so that'll bring us towards the end of the podcast. Uh, I just want to remind people that Podcast Society has events running throughout Freshers Week and then again throughout the year. If you want to find out about those, our Twitter is at ExterPodcast and we have a Facebook group that you can join as well. So go check those out and thank you very much for coming, guys. It's been fantastic talking to you. Thank you. It's been really nice.